0: Welcome to Attention, a podcast from the American Advertising Federation District Ten. My name is Ray Shillens. Conversations with the people in our industry who make advertising and marketing impactful and very relevant. Our stories take you behind the scenes on a variety of advertising platforms, where we explore current trends and topics. American Advertising Federation District Ten promotes professional development and networking and recognizes advertising excellence, providing news and resources. Helping develop future industry leaders and promotes the value of ethical and transparent advertising. You can find out more at AAFthenumber 10org and we are so happy to have Blake Goldston as part of our podcast today. Blake is a uh, a chairman of the American Advertising Federation Southwest of District 10, uh, and is also a past chair of the AAF Council. Of governors, and Blake does a whole bunch of, of different things. And one of the things that we wanted to talk about uh, specifically today was AES, which is also called the Advertising Education Sponsorship Foundation for Advertising Education. So, first of all, Blake, from a chilly Amarillo to a not so chilly Houston, Texas, thanks for being here today on the podcast.
1: Glad to join you.
0: You know, AES is, uh, well, let's first of all, before we get into the sponsorship opportunities, let's talk uh, a little bit more about that. I do have some information, but I'd love to hear that from you uh, as far as uh, the American, uh, the Advertising Education Sponsorship. Uh, What is that all about?
1: Well, it was actually the brainchild of a past president and former fellow governor from Amarillo. It was started, I believe, in the um, early to mid 80s. And it was uh, the idea was to fund uh, and be able to pay for the expenses associated with the NSAC or National Student Advertising Competition teams around District Ten. The uh, District Ten it's unique in in many ways, but that's uh, one of the ways in which it's unique is that we have a separate funding arm to pay for that competition. So that the students or the schools participating in NSAC do not have to share in that expense. So, if if it were it not for AES um, paying for that competition, um, the participating schools, on average, might be paying eighteen hundred or two thousand dollars each year um, to be able to participate in that. It, it, it costs the district about somewhere between thirty and thirty five thousand dollars a year. Um, for that competition.
0: But it's important. And why we do it, why, is because it's for the folks who are coming behind us, the very important element.
1: Absolutely. And I, I've been involved with NSAC and the um, AES and the foundation for, for a long time. And without exception, if you ask students, which I do every year, I have the opportunity to talk to students prior to the competition. And I ask them, what, what do they consider the single most uh, important part of their uh, education into um, advertising or marketing or, or and so forth? And without exception, they always tell me that the preparation and participation in NSAC is far and away the best part of their uh, careers as a student.
0: I'm I'm not surprised that you say that, and we hear that here in Houston as well. It is such an incredibly powerful group of folks, and this endeavor is amazing for our industry as well. Uh, next generation of industry innovators learning the advertising profession. The uh, the AES sponsorship uh, was created in '88, as you said, to improve the quality of advertising education in the Southwest. And what your your website says, or what the website says through faculty, student professional, and corporate funding for college level competitions, the donations, and we're going to talk about that here in just a moment, support superior academic and practical opportunities that transform bright students into brilliant creative thinkers. What a great way to uh, to put that. So you've got you've got some good things going here, coming out of District ten and uh, really growing uh, dramatically. Uh, how can people contribute uh, to AES?
1: Well, there's there's a couple of different ways. Uh, actually, the we have different levels of participation: uh, bronze, silver, gold, lifetime, and we have a business uh, level. But the bronze is hundred dollars a year. Uh, silver is two hundred dollars a year. Gold is four hundred. There's a lifetime mm-hmm. that is fifteen hundred, and then the uh, corporate level or business level is twenty five hundred dollars. Uh, or on the bronze, silver, and gold, there's also the option of paying out each month. It ends up over the course of the year costing a little bit more that way. But that way, if you wanted to be a a sponsor at the bronze level, it just costs you 10 bucks a month and you can charge a credit card or come out of your checking account. And all that information is available through the district 10 website. Um, there's a link to the foundation of which AES is a, a dedicated fund within the foundation, So it is a 501c3, so all donations are tax deductible. So that is important for a lot of entities or even individuals that would like to contribute, that it is a true tax deduction and not just simply an ordinary business expense.
0: You have simply made this very simple for any business, any business level, to get in and participate, and I really like that. Well done on, on, on your guys' behalf as well. There's no better way to support the uh, the future of our industry, I'm, and I really should echo that. Student teams working toward the, uh, the NASC uh, finals, national finals, must first compete at a district level. Maybe you didn't know that if you're listening. As many as 18 teams from across the four states in district 10 vie for the opportunity to represent the 10th district. So you're starting local, then you're starting 10th district, and it's the they say the tradition is rich of the tenth district collegiate teams have won more national champion titles than any other AAF district. So this goes beyond the tenth district. Talk about that next level thing. so you
1: you've made a mark on your on the tenth district here. Where does it go after that? Well, tenth district is also we are for many years have been what is called a mega district. Uh, there's usually two or maybe three districts in the AAF each year that are considered mega districts within SAC. And that simply means that there are sufficient number of teams that we end up having two competitions within our district. So potentially we have two teams that could advance on to the national finals um, and with the, goes along with the uh, AAF national conference each year where they compete So we're very fortunate that way uh, to be able to have two teams. Of course, it increases our costs, which is another reason why the AES program is so important. How do you find uh, in this uh,
0: time of uh, potentially uh, economic uncertainty? Have you have you had any issues with uh, maintaining that sponsorship, or is it going great? Or
1: uh, what what is the need right now? Well, there have most years we get um, uh, enough contributions um, that would pay for the competition for that particular year. Um, there have been a year or two, um, when we haven't quite reached that mark and had to dip into reserves a little bit, but we overall with, uh, uh, membership within the district, it's a very low percentage of individuals who are members of AAF that actually participate in this program. Um, it would be probably less than, uh, definitely less than 10% um, actually participate. So it would be uh, great if we had more participation, even, if, even at the small levels, um, you yeah. know, the bronze or silver levels, to be able to do this because, you know, not only do, um, do these funds go to pay for the competition, you know, the room rental and getting judges here and getting, you know, hotel rooms for the judges and so forth, uh, paying for trophies, that sort of thing. But it also provides scholarships to students each year and a, a little bit of travel money uh, to the students um, that are coming. So the students benefit 100 percent of the proceeds of uh, or the money we get for AES goes to help the students directly. Um, there's no uh, ancillary uh, use of these funds at all. It all helps the students uh directly, which I think is important. i've I've said many times that I think in a civilized society, I think that we we have a responsibility for um, those uh, folks in uh, in school to help them uh, to help hopefully make the next generation a little bit better than the than the current generation. And I also think that we in our professions, I think we have a responsibility. To help those who aspire to be what we are, and I think it—I really can't think of a a better way and an easier way to accomplish both of those goals than to be a part of the AES program.
0: When you witness the uh, the faces of the students and the things that go on, uh, what takeaway do you uh, do you get? Does make you feel? absolutely phenomenally great.
1: Oh, it's just, it's really unbelievable, and and it's difficult to describe the overall um, energy and excitement um, of those students when they're participating, and and not even, not discounting at all the tremendous um, advantage they have um, from that learning experience through all the research uh, and then the actual competition itself and preparing for that competition, preparing their plans book and their presentations and so forth. It's, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal there. I mean, careers um, have been started every year because of winners of the competitions, both at the district and, and then the national level. Steve Pacheco, uh, the AAF current president and CEO, started his uh, AAF uh, career, so to speak. On an NSAC team. So, and there have been, um, many, uh, heads of agencies and, uh, CMOs of, uh, companies who started their AAF life, um, on an NSAC team. I, I see every year students that really excel and can walk away from these competitions, um, with several job offers, I, I've just seen it time and time again. So, not only does it really prepare students for the real world, um, but I it it gives them such a huge uh, advantage over someone who may be competing for a job with them that um, that they, w- those other folks simply didn't have that opportunity. I, I've talked to several people over the years that are in hiring positions, and sure. you have NSAC on your resume you automatically get an interview. Wow. Wow.
0: I'm not surprised. Isn't that great? What a, what a cool thing. There are so many moving elements of American Advertising Federation, but this, this is very impressive. Blake Goldston is chairman of the American Advertising Federation of, the, of Southwest 10th District and a past chair of the AAF Council of Governors. And uh, Blake is also an Amarillo native, where today, as we're recording this podcast, uh, Blake is about 50 degrees cooler than it is here in Houston, as Amarillo witnesses winter one more time. Blake is also a part of an organization, because we want to find out uh, above and beyond your participation with AAF District 10, uh, a a company called N2 Publications that creates customized, high-quality publications. For members of uh, communities, uh, so that uh, through residents submitted stories and photos shared within, they can learn more about their neighbors. So, what you are doing there, it sounds to me like you are building a sense of uh, community, which are is lacking in so many communities. So, talk more about into uh, publications,
1: Mike. Uh-huh. Well, you are absolutely right. Our in fact, our tagline is turning neighborhoods into communities. Um, it's we are in about a thousand neighborhoods across the country and in, in high end affluent neighborhoods. Where the demographic uh, in those places makes purchasing decisions very differently than the average uh, uh, potential customer might. So, like you said, it's a it's a free monthly uh, magazine, very high quality um, that we send to the residents in those uh, neighborhoods. Uh, each neighborhood obviously has its unique publication. And the content is all furnished by the uh, the folks who live there. So it's highly anticipated every month. Boy, people love to get their, their magazine. And, and trust me, there's been a time or two when some of the residents thought it was two or three days late, and they're on the phone calling me wondering, <laughs> where's their magazine? Um, I, want my, I want my magazine. Yeah, Super. they want it. They want it now. Uh, but, it, you know, I mean, there's, it's all the all articles in there are um, focused on the people and events in that particular neighborhood. So they really look forward to getting it. And we have, you know, resident writers that write some of the articles or take the pictures or help plan the private events that we do for those people. So I, I absolutely love the company. Technically, I'm a franchisee. Um, I love the company. Our businesses who partner with us uh, love it. And obviously the residents love it. So it's it's a great thing all the way around.
0: I think so too. And in this digital age, isn't it amazing that we are still attracted to the feel and the look and the uh, looking at stuff and holding something? Uh, That's not going to go away. It may have been adjusted a little bit as it relates to our newspaper publications and such like that, but it's not going away. Good news you know I had a question for you too uh really what drew you into uh, your participation? I would assume it started in Amarillo on a local level and and it grew and it grew and it grew so what initially attracted you uh,
1: to American advertising Federation well I had uh, a few friends who were part of aAF and I had visited um, before and so I was you know they asked me about joining so I did it was kind of a an odd situation back in the late nineties, 98, 99, somewhere along in there. And I joined and there was a vacancy uh, that came um, to the board here in Amarillo. And they asked me if I would fill that vacancy. And I did. And, and I think it was all, uh, it was just all smoke and mirrors. It was a, they they were out to get me because it wasn't too long after that, when I was appointed uh, second vice president. And, <laughs> So it, it was a, it was a conspiracy, and anyway, I moved up the ranks to president, ended up being president uh, two consecutive years, and got involved at the district level and served on um, uh, just about every district committee. Chaired most of the major committees at one time or another, and after three or four years, I uh, was convinced to run for second lieutenant governor of the district, and I did that and moved up and. And then something, it was just a real um, odd uh, circumstances that happened within the district. But anyway, I served as governor of the district for two consecutive years Uh and then just kind of went on from there, went on to chair the Central Region and the uh, Council of Governors. And I've loved every minute of it. I I, uh, would encourage anyone who's a member of AAF to, you know, look to the next level. Um, You know, as they say, when you you get out of it way more than you put into it. And I, uh, I wouldn't trade a, I wouldn't trade a moment.
0: Well, we're glad you didn't do that. And as far as conspiracies go, it was a good one and it's now in your blood. Talk about another something that is very important to you, uh, that happens around this time of the year. It's called the Evelyn rivers Christmas project. Talk about that, Blake.
1: Yeah, that's one of the several nonprofit organizations that, uh, I'm involved with, but this particular one actually, we're um, just celebrated the 40th anniversary. I've been involved with it for I don't know exactly how long, maybe 18, 20 years. But uh, two things we do. First of all, we provide uh, winter coats and caps and gloves to all of the children in Amarillo who cannot afford uh, to get a coat, they have a referral from their school counselors or principals, and they can come in and get a, uh, a winter coat. So we give out about uh, 3,500 of those each year. And then the second part of the project is providing Christmas presents to the kiddos um, who otherwise would not get a Christmas present. Uh, same way, a, a referral from their school counselors um, for that. In fact, uh, yesterday, Um, was Delivery Day. So there was thousands and thousands of uh, kiddos who will have a Christmas gift um, who otherwise probably would not have had one.
0: Would it be safe to say that this organization is made up of incredibly good people who love to do things to benefit and make this a better world? Would that be a good statement?
1: Well, I think it is absolutely a good statement. But even beyond that, the folks who are on the board – at uh, Evelyn Rivers. There are, we, we are so blessed to have just literally hundreds and hundreds of volunteers every year that come help us box and wrap and deliver and so forth. It's, it's really quite amazing to see um, Saturday morning when we delivered everything. I mean, there was just uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of folks that showed up to help deliver all those gifts to the, to the kiddos.
0: The need is there, I guess. So what we need to do is make sure we open our eyes and respond to that need. And I congratulate you for for being so giving in such a great ministry of love uh, for the Evelyn Rivers Christmas Project. I'm sure if you Google that, you will find out uh, the great things that Blake is doing in Amarillo. And I'm really surprised to to hear the number of people uh, that have a need in a city like Amarillo and I guarantee you if it's there, it's going to be everywhere. It's going to be in your backyard. So Uh, be like Blake. Okay. Volunteer.
1: (laughs) Be careful how you, how you take that.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So that's your campaign strategy when, when you run for president, Blake. be like Blake, be like Blake. Okay. So let, before we go, I want to say thanks for, for doing that and also becoming a, a, a great part of district 10 and all of the great things that American advertising federation does once again, tell them how to contribute and um, and um, let's get some, let's get
1: some great sponsorships going for 2020. but how do they go about doing that? The easiest way is to uh, go to the District 10 website. Um, you can either purchase a uh, whatever level you may be interested, bronze, silver or gold at the 100, 200 or four hundred dollars per year, or you can uh, pay monthly where we can uh, you can put in your credit card or bank information where you can pay a little bit each month. So we, we like you said earlier, we try to make it easy for you, and it is definitely uh, going to a, a great, great um, cause in helping our students uh, being what we are today.
0: Good things are coming in 2020. Blake Goldston, chairman of the American Advertising Federation of uh, AAF Southwest 10th District and a past chair for the AAF Council of Governors. Blake, stay warm in Amarillo, and we'll expect the, uh, the cold weather tomorrow. But what a pleasure talking
1: with you today. Thank you very much.
0: You've been listening to a podcast from the American Advertising Federation District 10. You can find out more at aafthenumber10.org. Subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, via RSS, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. We are right there for you. Do that and you'll never miss a new podcast. Your rating on iTunes will help us grow. And don't be afraid to share what you've heard today on social media. And until next time, thanks for listening. This is Ad Tension, copyright 2019. My name is Ray Shillings.